The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now, delays at Dublin's probate office have reached a record high, uh, something which estate agents are warning is having a serious effect on the housing market. But what are the issues that are causing the delays in probate? Joining me now, Solicitor John Costello. John, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, first of all, you might explain to our listeners what is probate and why is it needed? Well, if there are funds in a bank account which, which are, exceed about €20,000 or if there's a property uh, which has to be distributed uh, to beneficiaries or sold, you need a grant of probate from the probate office. What's so that? there's an executor to a will yes. and that exec- is executor is told in the will what, you know, there are these That's assets, A, B, C yeah. and D, yeah. and they're to be divided as follows. Yes. But they can't do anything until... Yeah, until the grant of probate issues. And that that is a one-page document with the High Court seal confirming that the executor has legal authority to administer the estate. And it also means that banks can release funds when they receive the grant of probate and the house can be sold with the grant of probate. Now, uh, what do the people in the probate office actually do? I mean, they get a copy of the will, one presumes, yes, they, and a list of the assets. Yes. Um, how do they know that's honest and true? Well, first of all, uh, the executor completes a statement of facts uh, or, or affairs, and that is an online document which is filed with the revenue commissioners. Yeah. And, you know, you're correct. The executor, uh, you're, you're, the executor has, to, uh, has a duty to reveal all assets and all liabilities at the date of death. But the probate office don't look behind the revenue okay, statement. So they trust the that's executor right, right, on the basis right. that uh, the deceased has yeah. trusted that the that, executor will right, do what right. their bidding is. Yes. But it doesn't mean there haven't been rogue executors in the past. No, d- definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. But I mean, the the, the position is that um, the probate office really only has to check the oath of executor because the yeah. revenue... Ha- so they've less work, ironically, than in the past. Because the revenue do all the, the, the calculation of That's, the value of the house and the bank accounts and all the rest Well, no, of it. They, you, you, you insert the values based on professional valuations. Yeah. And the revenue normally accept those valuations unless they're at an extreme undervalue. Okay. So th- they would have ballpark figures. Yeah. I mean, do the revenue actually go through every request for probate, you know, literally review it or is it just nodded through? Well, it's filed with the revenue and where the, you, if there is inheritance tax payable, then the revenue will go to the statement of affairs to make sure that all assets are disclosed in the inheritance tax return. Okay, so they'll get you one way or the other. They will, yeah. yeah. So uh, then the people in the probate office, what do they do? All this stuff goes uh, to the revenue commissioners for... It's it's online and you you get an acknowledgement from the revenue. So the probate office gets the the revenue acknowledgement and an oath of executor and the original will. That's all they have in most cases. And what do they have to do with all of that? Well, basically they have to make sure the will is valid, legally valid, that there's two witnesses and that there's no alterations in the will which could have happened after the execution of the will. And the oath of executor, it basically the executor swear, swears that they'll administer the estate according to law and in accordance with the terms mm. of the will. So it's, it's a one-page document, very so straightforward. So all they're doing is, is reviewing yeah. these things. That's right. Now, one would imagine that could be done fairly promptly. Um, before the pandemic, how did it operate? Well, the main differences before the pandemic was that you you would bring the papers physically into the probate office and they would assess them there and then. What's happening now is that you have to wait six months, four to six months, and if there's a query, you then answer the query and then you go to the back of the queue again when you relodge the papers. And it's all done online, is it? Well, no, no, it's done physically now. Physically, you drop all the probate papers into the probate office. But you don't meet anyone? Don't meet anyone, no. And so, 
you can drop them into this safe box. Is yeah, that, that right? That's right. They have, a, they have a box in the court service building and it says, it says probate office and you put the original will there, the oath of executor, the statement of affairs and the fees. And um, I should mention in relation to fees that the average three-bedroom house is worth 504000 Now, if the, there's f- over 15,000 probates a year. So if, if 15,500 euro gives you seven and a half million and that could pay for 125 staff at 60,000 euro, 60, euro a year if the probate office want more staff. So they wash their face in big time. Based well, on the well, fees. Well, I suspect that the court service is taking some of that money. OK, so it's not uh, ring-fenced for no, the probate no. office. But if they're saying that they need more staff, there is no excuse for them not having more staff. Well, that would be, uh, be my opinion. Now, I haven't spoken to the mm-hmm. probate officer about this. So, so the idea is that a solicitor uh, will drop all this stuff just into a, bo- a safe box, yes. never meeting a person. Yes, which, which, which happens in the past. Before COVID, you physically met someone. They went through the papers in, in your presence. And if there was a, a flaw... You could deal with it in a few days and instead of having six months So, so you'd go off, uh, yeah. if there was a flaw, that yeah. something was, there was a query, yeah. you'd go off, deal with that, come yeah. back to the, yeah. that desk be, again. Within a few days. Yes. And then, now, how long did it take them to process that? Whenever all the ducks were in a row, yeah. maybe you had a query or two, you went off, yeah. you came back. How long after you came back with all your ducks in a row would the grant of probate be issued? Well, this is before COVID now. It yeah. was about, I suppose it was two months, two to three months Why? max. Why? Why? Did, like, you've, you've, you've had it checked. Yeah. All the documents are there. Yeah. Um, why did it take them? Or, or was the revenue not online in those days and did they have to go over and back to the revenue? Well, they, they, we're told that they had more trained staff then. And uh, it, when COVID happened, they had, they had temporary staff and they all worked from home. So I, I really can't understand. I haven't heard a good excuse for, for you know, for the, for the delays. Now, how long is it typically at the moment? If it used to be two to three months maximum when yeah. you had the person face to face, what does it take now? Well, I, I lodged papers in a probate case in August. I didn't get the, the grant until six, six months later, only a, only a few days ago. So what are the implications of all of this? Like, if you're getting, if you like, if you're going to inherit yeah. something, it's money for nothing. And yeah. maybe people listening in say, can't you wait for it? It's not your money anyway. It's a nice little gift from... Yeah, well, you see, the, the, you may have to sell the deceased property and um, you need probate before you can sell. And the position is, say you get, and, and the purchaser may have to get loan approval. And say then you lodge the probate papers two months later, you get the loan, the loan approval is today, but two months later you lodge the papers. The, I understand that the, the loan application can cease after six months. So, they, so, have, so yeah. they have to reapply for their loan approval because of the probate office delays. And there's also another area that the fair deal, if you have a loan with the fair deal, one year after the date of death, there's interest applies. And so what's happening is that the probate office is causing interest to be paid under the fair deal scheme. So they are causing an accrual of interest. That's right. Um, some of the texts coming in. Um, is there any downside to having multiple executors as opposed to a single person? Well, it can be difficult to make decisions. If there's two. I, I would have, my rule of thumb would be to have a maximum of four. Uh, and no, that's a lot. It is a lot. But so generally, two, two, two is sufficient. 
Uh, like many people, my life is currently on hold while I wait for a perfectly simple, straightforward application, which was filed my sol- by my solicitor in September of 2023 to be processed by the probate office. Uh, when is the government going to give them a kick in the backside? I'll be giving them an earful when they come round canvassing. Well, we don't know. I, I mean, I'd like, I'd like to have some answer as to what, how the probate office fees are used. If they're getting millions of euro, what are they doing with that money? Okay. Um, is there much of a kerfuffle in legal circles about the delay in probate? Well, the Law Society have had meetings with the probate officer and we're also being told that they're going to go online. By, there was supposed to be an online service by 2025. But I think that's going to be most unlikely, you know. That would yeah. obviously expedite. I mean, anyone who's used the, the government uh, services, at, say, to renew a driving licence, yeah. which I, I did recently, you upload everything, yes. uh, you know, using scanning that's uh, right. technology. And yeah. if you're if you're halfway sussed with yeah. your technology, because there are maximum file sizes and so on that you can upload, so you yeah. know, need to know how to compress your files. And there are a few simple yeah. things that need to be done, but you can do it. Yeah, the only major problem is that but there's an original will which would have to be submitted. So there'd have to be a system for that, for protecting the original will. The original will... Of the deceased has which, to be lodged in the probate office. And that would be a paper will. It would, yeah, yeah. So that would have to go in anyway. I think so, yeah. And then trying to match... The electronic application with the paper will. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's doable, I'd say, yeah. All right. Anyway, you're calling for the finger to be taken out. Definitely. And um, the, uh, the probate officer said that w- one solution would be not to sell a property until after the grant of probate issues. But there could be a problem. If, if, if the, the, the deceased died today and, and you wait, for, it may take t- six or 12 months to get probate, you could have capital gains tax to pay. So the probate office could be p- creating a capital gains tax liability. If the house is worth 500,000 when you die and you then have to wait six Six to nine months or twelve months for grant of probate, the house could have gone up in value to five hundred and thirty thousand, and you have capital gains tax to pay because of the probate office today. Okay, so you inherit the house, but you don't get it until probate is issued. It can't be transferred into your but, name. But, yeah, but the value it's might the date go of up. Death. The value might go up in effect capital because of the delays in the probate office. My goodness, John Coslo, thank you very much uh, for joining us with that insight into. Yet another element of our uh, government bureaucracy. It is quite extraordinary, but uh, perhaps raising your voice like this will get something done. Solicitor John Costello, uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.